The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome everyone to the Answers for Elders podcast radio network. And again, um, we have families out there right now that are having loved ones and they may have served in the military. And believe it or not, don't overlook the fact that they've spent any time in the military, whether it's during wartime or not. There may seem be some benefits available to, the, to you that you may want to um, think about in just look into. And so we're very, very fortunate to have Mr. Jim Kaler of the Kaler Law Firm um, out of Ohio. And he's going to educate us on what you need to know if your loved one is a, um, is a veteran of the military. And Jim, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for um, sharing this important um, presentation with us. Um, it's Thanks really for the invitation, important. Suzanne. Appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. And the one thing I want to tell anyone that's listening on a podcast, we are going to be launching this up not only on AnswersForElders.com homepage, but also up on our YouTube channel. So there is a PowerPoint that Jim is showing. And yes, you're going to be able to follow along if you're listening, so it's not a problem. But one of the things that we found was we did a PowerPoint the last time, and it really helped. We got a lot of positive feedback from it. So we're excited to obviously have another one. And you did this presentation through the National Business Institute, did you not? Yes. Yes, yes. I've given it twice now, and, and it, I may end up doing it some more in the future. Well, fabulous. Well, Jim, I'm going to give you the floor. And other than an occasional question that I ask, um, I'm just going to be our little clock keeper. Every uh, segment is going to be 12 minutes. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break so that you can come back to part the next part. So um, you can listen to it in chunks and you won't miss anything. So, Jim, take it away. Thanks, Suzanne. Uh, hey, everybody. As Suzanne mentioned, I am using PowerPoint slides. They do have the National Business Institute logo on them because it's my content, but they're template because they've uh, during COVID, they went to a lot of webinars. I don't think they do anything live currently. Uh, so they went to a template for the written materials and for their PowerPoint slides. So that's why the MBA logo. For those who are only listening and not looking, I'm a lawyer. This is words on a page. There's no graphics. There's no pictures. So you're not missing a whole lot. But if, it <laughs> helps you to, if it helps you to see and hear at the same time, then yeah, go look it up on the YouTube, YouTube channel. But if you can't, don't feel like you're missing a whole lot here because uh, let's for you. I'm a lawyer. I work in the abstract. So it's just words on a page. So yes. here we go. For NBI, uh, my title was Veterans Benefits, Claims and Appeals Under the Current Rules. Mm -hmm. So we will be talking about all those eventually, certainly not all in segment one, but they will all be in here at some point. Okay, that's, that's the contact page for those who are looking how to reach me. And that's my, actually my NBI email address. If you're trying to reach me through Answers for Elders, please use jkaler, J-K-O-E-W-L-E-R hyphen A-F-E, like Answers for Elders, at protectingseniors.com. Yes, I'm fussy about my emails. It lets me figure out how people found me. Uh, <laughs> now, it's not one of the big programs, but the first thing I want to explain to you is if you're going to be trying to get veterans benefits, 
please work with someone who is accredited. Okay. A for those who are listening and, and not looking accredited, A C C R E D I T E D. Okay. Yep. Not credited, accredited. That is something where the Office of General Counsel at the Veterans Administration is actually now Department of Veterans Affairs, but still people call it the VA or Veterans Administration, approves people to help veterans with their benefits. You have to be approved. You have to uh, take periodic continuing education on it, either through legal education or there are non-lawyer accredited agents, okay? Um, but anyone who's talking to you about this with any level of specificity beyond, hey, you ought to look into this, uh, should be accredited under their rules, okay? Mm -hmm. So look for somebody who's accredited. You can't, someone who is trying to help you or your loved one should not be doing it without this accreditation, except maybe once, okay? If you're helping, if you are helping your loved one, you don't have to be accredited. You go to help a exactly. second loved one, now you got a problem, Okay. So this is one off, no problem. More than one, you need accreditation. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt if you're just doing this for loved ones. They'll probably look the other way, but don't count on it. So Jim, okay. just, just one question. Um, sure. To have an, a, an accredited person, how do you find them and what kind of individuals are they? Okay, there are both accredited agents and accredited attorneys. We come in through slightly different doors because attorneys have already had to go through background checks and things like that with their state yes. bar association. Well, actually, their state Supreme Court to get a license. So those steps are skipped over for attorneys, uh, just so as not to be redundant. Um, you can look for accredited individuals through the Department of Veterans Affairs website. Okay. Uh, the, the URL is probably you know, va.gov and then a whole bunch of things about this long. So <laughs> exactly. I, but you could just Google Department of Veterans Affairs. I would Google uh, VA and accredited, and you may find the list on how to become accredited, or you may mm -hmm. find the list of the directory of people. Got it. I check mine periodically because I, when I have to renew mine, in fact, I had to renew mine. What is today? We're, we're taping on the 18th, everybody, of, of February. Not that it matters, except my deadline to renew was three days ago. So I, I'm very familiar with this because I handled it four days ago. I got uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Send in my renewal papers. Um, so look for people who are accredited. Now, if your state is like Ohio, uh, well, one, I'm sorry if your state is like Ohio, but in some ways that's good. Ohio has what they call a, a Veterans Service Commission in each county. It's something that actually they set up back, um, I can't remember if it was during or immediately after the Civil War. They knew veterans are going to be coming back from the Civil War. Let's face it, we had a lot of veterans in the Civil uh -huh. War. Um, and so Ohio set this up as one in each county. And the job of these, and then the commission is kind of an independent board, but then they have employees who work through the commission. And in Ohio, these employees can dole out some county money for veterans things, but you know, other states may not have this. I don't know, sure, sure. but they also help with getting veterans benefits for people. Okay. If you have something like that in your state, my suspicion is, and, and really strong suspicion is, that the people who are helping with veterans benefits are accredited. They've gone through the training. They should be, they've yeah. gotten uh, accredited. They they file the papers and they redo it every year because it's part of their job. Yeah. So if you don't want to go find an independent agent to help you or an independent attorney to help you through accreditation, 
um, you can find somebody if you have a similar kind of office in your state or county. Okay. And, and again, in Ohio, it's the Veterans Service Commission. We've got in, in Summit County, where I live, Cuyahoga, where Cleveland is, got one in every county. Okay. And like other, every other county office, some of them are better funded than others, you know, depending on the size of the tax base in the county, the, the, the population, et cetera. Okay. But that's a place to go look because that may be free help because they're sure. county employees. Okay. The other thing about a, anyone helping with VA benefits, um, if they're helping you or anyone else apply for VA benefits, there should not be a fee. Okay. They can charge a fee as I can charge for their a fee service, right? For, for the service of the application itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I help someone uh, find ways to spend money that makes sense for them and don't violate the VA rules, mm-hmm. but then get them down into fi- financial eligibility. And we'll talk about that. And I'm looking at the time. We won't be talking about that in this segment. No. <laughs> uh, but we will be talking about that in a, in a segment coming up here. Uh, if I can charge for helping them become financially eligible, mm-hmm. I cannot charge to do an application. Got okay? it. Got so it. no, anyone who says, oh, and we'll do the application for free. That is everybody a does herring. that for free. Okay. They have to, it, it okay, is, it. they are throwing you something to try to get your attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or we said, or we have this charitable arm that will do these applications. And then when they're done, they're asking you for a donation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's all not to put too fine a point on it. Crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they can't charge for that. If they do, as far as I'm concerned, you can turn them into the office of general counsel. I have no problem with that whatsoever. In fact, mm-hmm. I encourage you to do that. There was a whole scam industry uh, where people would do your application for free and then say, Oh, you got too much money, but, and this is, pre-rules that were changed in 2018, but the industry is still trying to find its foothold again. You have too much money, but this person, this friend of mine who sells annuities can sell you an annuity that will make you eligible. So why don't you go talk to her? Um, But they're related. They pay each other. Okay. And, and the next time she may be the free charitable person and I, you know, and, and the guy may be the annuity salesperson. Okay. So those are a big deal. They are taking advantage of, senior, of uh, senior veterans and their loved ones uh, and trying to see what they can skim off the top. Mm-hmm, the 2018 mm-hmm. rule changes were in part a response to that. They, to some extent, threw out the baby with the bathwater, um, as often happens with federal rules, but that is a big deal. Okay, with the minute and a half or so that we have left in this segment, I also want to talk about discharge papers. Okay. Because, so if we were talking about veterans. Yep. Discharge, proving that they are veterans is a big deal. Okay. So discharge papers are a big deal. If you do not have the original discharge papers, and many people don't, they have a copy. Right. The originals are on onion skin and they may not have survived. Okay. You can get a replacement um, uh, for something that is as good as an original. It'll be a certified copy. Excuse me. But you have to get it from the Department of Defense, not the VA. Okay. Remember, ah. While you were in the military, you were not working for the VA. You were no. for the Department of Defense. Got it. And so all the discharge papers and all the medical records, and we'll be talking about those in future segments too, are held by the Department of Defense, not the VA. So if you need, even if you have the original 
I suggest to go get any uh, to go get a copy of what the DOD has anyway. Yeah. Form SF like Sam Frank. <coughs> um, or Sierra Foxtrot, the military jargon, the jargon, uh, Sierra uh, Foxtrot 180. You can find that on the internet. You may be able to find a form that's typable as a PDF mm-hmm. on the internet. And then you send that to the appropriate address. Usually the appropriate address is the Central Military uh, Personnel Records Depot in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. But there's probably a dozen other addresses just depending on what your exact situation is. Like Merchant Marine, for example. So right. Merchant Marine is eligible for this, okay? There are some civilians or some Department of uh, Health personnel or uh, NOAA, the, the weather people who are eligible and their records are gonna be somewhere else, mm-hmm. okay? But if you're, mm-hmm. DO, if you're former military, you need to go get the military records. Even if you have originals, it makes sense to go get and see what the uh, VA is going to be looking at. Okay. So you get it through form SF180. And like every other federal form, it's one page form with about three pages of instructions. And that includes all the addresses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to go into part two um, right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.